everyone. Thanks for tuning in to 26 and Under. This episode, we talk about megaloboxing. This is Henry. Joining me, as usual, is... Robert. And... Matt. And joining us for the first time today is... Gable Johnston. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, none of they, us have used They know last your last name, name yeah. now. <laughs> now you get dogs. You're dead, like... They're gonna like they got put me you in now, something. Send, send your send unsolicited no dick pics <laughs> to <me>. www. <laughs> you got me. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so apparently, I'm gonna be one of these co-hosts now. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yep. We are now inducing but now you you're into su- now all you're the anime. To watching anime in a week. Oh God. <laughs> you have to watch anime every week. Don't worry. You can watch it with your sister. It'll be fine. No, I wasn't. I wasn't a weeaboo before, but now. I mean, neither was I Henry. Mean, neither was I. <laughs> and Henry is now getting fully Im- immersed into the weeaboo life. Yeah. God, what have I done? This show has definitely thrown me into the deep ends. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like I'm. I'm basically so a recovering. I'm a recovering anime <laughs> addict. Like I got clean from like in between the years of twenty twenty twelve to like twenty fourteen. I was clean of anime for two years, and after meeting this guy, this this Matt guy, Woo! I now watch more anime than I should. And my doctor says I shouldn't go outside more. Nope, I, I'm I'm just yeah. an anime addict. I yeah. mean, that's how I watch. That's how I tend to watch episodes. Is at the gym. Are are we just doing an AA thing right now? Is this what this actually is? I mean, AA the for anime. I mean, this just, is this is goofing off until we actually start this thing. This is actually supposed to be. So we're talking about Megalobox. We're talking about Megalobox. We're talking about Megaloboxing, Yes, we're, we're talking about one of the best shows this season. Is it Megalobox or Megaloboxing? It's, Megalobox. It's Megalobox. Megalobox. Calls it Megalobox. Now we haven't forgotten about a bridge to the starry skies. No, we have not. I hope In you fact, all did. <laughs> but it, but <laughs> since it's been so long, me, Matt, and Rob have completely forgotten. I just watched it like last week when I was over at your house. What I are you talking about? I don't believe you. You are a liar. <laughs> I sat here and watched it. You want to go to your verve and Okay, see? fine. You may have watched it. But me and Matt did but not. But we I were like not three here or four with episodes. you. I watched like three or four episodes and then I skipped straight to the ending. But now, Gable, you get to enjoy this show. Oh, no. Enjoy is a very loose and word, And you get Henry. to help us judge how where it sits in our ranking system. Oh, okay, so <laughs> so lay it on me. What is a bridge to a starry sky? We're not talking about that. No, no, no. I need to know what this is. It's a, it's a slice it's a, of life. It's a slice. It's an adaption of a of a dating. Okay, okay. So whose suggestion was this? It was, it was the random gener- number generator suggestion. Yeah. Oh no. Out okay. of all to, the to anime, we are subjected crunch- to give everyone a recap of the current ranking. <laughs> okay. In first place is Trinity Blood. Okay. Yep. In second place is Tamako Market. Gotcha. In third place is Daily Lives of High School Boys. I Very controversial. Second, second and third is kind of really close next Very to each controversial. other. Very controversial. Uh-huh. But then in dead last, to no one's surprise, <laughs> is Kaze no Stigma. Yeah. We okay. may be dethroning Kaze no Stigma. Kaze no Stigma might I, be I, getting dethroned. I have seen Kaze no Stigma, and I, I can agree with this assessment. <laughs> Wait until we do the redux when we dig up the bones of the dead author. Oh, no. I'm not doing any reduxes. I, mm, we will talk okay. about that <laughs> in a few right. years. Controversial statement, apparently. Controversial <laughs> statement. We'll talk that about that in like half a year. We're bringing we, back Bush Cheney 2020. We might oh, think nice. about this. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. But all right. On, to, on to Megalobox. On to, on to talk about Megalobox. So unlike, unlike everything else we've watched, this is a new anime. This, this anime was airing when we were last, watching it. This season, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, last this season. Last season. And I found it, was, it because... Last spring season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last spring season. It was spring twenty eighteen. So 
Which one of us? You just found dated it? the episode. Yo. Oh, it was definitely Matt. It was, it was Matt. One hundred percent me. Okay. I find all the seasonals that I then have Henry watch and then show to YouTube because I'm an asshole. You showed me Megalobox. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is going a little bit against the norm since we're not picking a show off of a list. Yeah. But it's kind of a spontaneous thing. Yep. And Just wait till next episode. <laughs> we're coming off the rails of it, so it's a lot. It's fresh on our minds. But I actually jumped in at around episode six. I'd never heard of it. And I was just kind of sitting on the couch, and they're like, oh, the new episode of Megalobox is on. I'm like, what's Megalobox? They're like, oh, it's so a boxing we were like, show. Boy, do we have a show for well, you? <laughs> and then I said it was a boxing just show. And then he watched it and he went, oh, it's Ashinojo. Joe. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I thought is like, oh, this is just a retelling of Ashinojo, which it is. It is. That's literally is why it? I just, found it. Was just, just a note. Like half of the podcast doesn't know what Ashinojo yeah. is. So so Matt and Rob know what it is, but me and Gibble have never seen Ashinojo. It's a, it's a retelling. In a sci-fi setting of the classic Ashita no Joe, which is a old-ass anime. I mean, I guess you can say it's a sci-fi setting. I'd, I'd say it's like a like a. Cyberpunk. Don't say don't say cyber. <laughs> <laughs> a diesel punk setting. Diesel, diesel punk, punk is more like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, so it's it's based off of a boxing manga slash anime from the seventies. That was is a beloved anime in Japan and America, even though it didn't really have a good um, English dub. Cars two wasn't beloved in Japan. I don't you bring trebuchet <laughs> memes into this. <laughs> okay, so um, one of the things I really wanted to talk about with this show was like, because like from what the um, a whole bunch of articles were coming out after like the third or fourth episode where they talked about the process the show was made. So they animated it in 1080p digitally. They descaled it and then rescaled mm. it. So it looks like a show straight off of like 95, like really old school, like Cowboy Bebop. And the look, and was, the look was amazing. Yeah. Like, and that's what got it a lot of attention on uh, ana- to most people watching anime because they looked at it and it was like, this doesn't look like everything I'm, else that is this year. And like everybody was stylized. Like you could look at somebody and realize that they weren't like typical anime looking character. Like I'd say Yuri's probably the biggest offender here where he's like a weird little like pim- He's like got that sharp pin. nose. The sharp nose and like the bowling pin head. It's a like, very classical design yeah, for like, ma- for characters in anime. It was nice because it made it made all the characters pop. Like the difference between Joe and Yuri was so drastic that it, it you there was no way you're going to like even like if you think about this like years ago you're not going to mistake the two. I mean like even with the other fighters like Burroughs was literally a bear in like yep like a gear suit like you could tell what he was from like just his silhouette like there's been several scenes in the show where they zoom out on the boxing ring like i'm right also gonna say them. having the characters that were not japanese talking oh, in their native language the spanish speaking the this uh the spanish speaker speaking spanish i don't know if it was an actual spanish speaker or if it was a japanese person speaking spanish but the guy who was doing uh the american did sound very American as opposed to his crew that sounded very Japanese trying to speak English. 
Yeah, that was kind of funny. We speak English very good. I, mean, I mean, he also he also had like a he also had like a Japanese speaking pattern in English. Did you notice that? Oh, well, I that might just, just have been the writing the script. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might have just been him reading the script. I mean, I want to see if they English dub this. If they keep that, where all the characters talk in their native language. Suddenly, the English guy speaks in Japanese. I mean, that's what Fooly Cooley did. No, stop. Don't. Don't. All right, all right, all right. So, um, another thing that's, like, been brought to attention, because this is a remix of Ashton Joe from, like, way back when, right? Yep. There was another one that came out on Netflix a bit ago, like, Devilman Crybaby, and, like, a bunch of people have been going on and on and on about how good that show is. I still need to watch it. And Henry needs to watch it. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Matt's seen it. I've seen it. Oh, I know Matt's seen it. <laughs> Matt's a Devilman fanboy. If Matt did not watch that show, he would have died. <laughs> I, I watched it. I'm not a fan of it, but I watched it. My brother is a fan of it. That's fine. I'm the. I'm a huge Devilman fan, so I needed to watch it. <laughs> no, but it was really fun seeing stuff like this remixed again, where it wasn't just like a retelling. It was like, I guess, because like, the whole like music theme and everything like that is just like a whole oh, bunch of remix. Like it was remixed hip hop. It was remixed like I love the music. Every like, time me and Matt watched an episode, we watched the entire uh, ED. The ED is great because the, the music was amazing. Great. The ED was great. The OP was great. Like yeah. I, I will, fu- I will kill people if they skip this OP. Yeah, like I, like there's a lot of animes where like you can watch like the I opening and it. ending a, a few times. <laughs> But this one, it was definitely one where I wanted to watch the entire episode. Support your local anime by buying the soundtrack because it's really good. Oh, yeah. Yes. Support your local anime. Support your local pillows. I mean, yeah, just do that. Don't download. No, don't do that. Don't support your local pillows. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't be be those people. (laughs) Have you guys not seen my... my You can't okay, even, you can't. Okay, stop. <laughs> We're gonna stop you right there. You can't there. see it because it's invisible. <laughs> We're gonna stop you right so, there. One of the shows I really wanted to bring up with this was Samurai Champloo. Oh. Because this show like reminded me of Samurai Champloo so much. I can much see that a lot. Music. Well, yeah, because the music is uh, hip hop based and they like, blend it with I, the action. I feel like if the composer for. Samurai Champloo was still around, they would have 100% brought him on board for this. I thought... Is he Is he Yeah, dead? he died back oh. in 2010. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. The director's the one that keeps doing all the other stuff. That's right. Yeah, the director's Watanabe who made, yeah. like, Bebop. He, d- he does a lot of my favorite stuff. Space Dandy and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He died the same time Central America picked up Evangelion memes. Uh, what? Okay. That's a true. That's a true fact. I'm not going to fact check this. You can fact check it. Was, Somebody wants to fact check. Go for I'm it. Not, I'm not fact checking that. I'm just going to accept that <laughs> one. I'm. I'm. We'll just pretend that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Ja, ja, main, ja. So the main point is, we follow a character. We don't get his name. We well, never no, know. He, he's we called never know Junk his name. Dog. Yeah. He's. He, we only refer to him as Junk Dog up until a certain point. In which case, he chooses his own name. Because he's one of those, he was one of those, like, slum people, right? He's like, an he was, undocumented yeah, yeah. He's an undocumented citizen. Person. Yeah, because his name's like Junk Dog in the ring, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, and, but that Junk Dog mentality carries through his entire story, like, the entire show. 
basically as he climbs the ranks through the the boxing to eventually qualify to be part of the like the big finals basically only be turned away by bureaucracy fucking bureaucracy but uh then he then he goes through the whole finals and the story the story was really well done yeah we don't want you gearless people fighting on our christian servers it's it's just what happens how dare you yeah i mean like so the story beats were great like the side plots going into like going into megalovania like him finally getting his citizenship and just going at it like the mm-hmm. aragaki fight the um the next one was the mikio fight mikio spanish no well, Iglesias, he never fought. That was the. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was Yuri. Yuri bodied him in like the yeah. first round or something. I mean, yeah, and Iglesias was in. Megalodon the Americans too, one yeah. you're talking about. The um, next fight, Burroughs. Yeah. No, I don't think he. I don't. He didn't get bodied. Oh, he got knocked the, out. It was the. It was the shark dude that was the first dude. Yeah, it was. I think so. It went shark dude mm-hmm. where we found him as Gearless Joe. Uh-huh. Then it went the dude who didn't have the legs. Then it went the. Du- then it went uh, Burroughs. Then it went the final fight. So the reason, oh, no, Mikio, then Burroughs, then final fight. So the reason we keep saying gearless, so like this is predominantly boxing, but the big twist in this world is that boxers have this uh, this en- this enhancement, this outer like exosuit that is attached. It goes from their 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 hands up their arms across their shoulders, their backs, and it just enhances their endurance, power, and speed. Apparently, so it's been, it is a power suit for boxing. So, and apparently, it also, uh, also protects really them from the blows that are being dealt. But apparently, you can also survive that if you're just tough. Yeah, and the big thing is before his first fight, Joe had to go save some. Well, people. He had to save like Satchio, right? Oh yeah, he had to, yeah, he had yeah, to yeah, save so, the, the little runs that were helping him out. Well, he he first. When he finally finally is going legit for to go into megalomania, because he started out as a uh, uh, as a fixed fighter, yep. he's getting a new gear because his gear is garbage, like his gear barely works. So they're trying to find this new gear. They find this new gear. Uh, so, uh, one of the kids steals it. Uh, he ends up putting it on to fight uh, the pired muscle that the store owner that is running an illegal f- shop, uh, illegal pawn shop. Mm-hmm. And is. in the fight, it breaks. And in the fight, he, it breaks like entirely, but he still punches the guy out after it breaks. And, and that's this is where... like a couple days before the fight, so like there's no way they're gonna scrounge up enough money to get a new. And so they come up with the idea of, well, Here. we need a way to build popularity at, so, for our boxer. So the fixed fights are run by a gang of yakuza, and the yakuza are the ones that fund Joe throughout the entire like run through so they're the ones that get him the citizenship to get through to like actually fight in the ring yeah. they're the ones that like fund him through fixed fights they're the ones that well that's because his um his mentor uh nanbu nanbu owes them a bunch of money so the, the initial goal was that he was going to get into megalonia and then throw the first throw a fight throw the first fight because yeah that's the if he's hyped up enough and everything he will have people will be throwing money at him and then they were gonna he takes, bet the he, dive. he takes the dive and they make all the money which is what he's been doing the entire his entire time basically but as he goes through this thing he eventually like the first person he fights that makes him want to go through this is yuri and yuri's the the big like golden gem like the big diamond at yuri's like the, the top. poster child he's the poster for, child yeah he's uh, what, what's the corporation called 
Uh, Shirado. Shirado. Same as... He's the, he's the poster child for Megaloboxing. And Megalonia. Like, yeah, yeah, like, straight yeah. up. He was the very first champion introduced. Like, he's yeah, been the number one ranked fighter forever. Yeah, because Yuki... Yuki... Uh, fucking... Yukiko was trying to set him up as, like, the figurehead to sell gear to, yeah, like, on a, on a mass scale. Yeah. And, like... A hundred percent throughout this entire show, I knew Joe would make it to Megalonia. I mean, like everyone whole, knew the whole the whole through, thing. Right? It's it's a it's a boxing anime. Like we we have his goal. His goal is to go fight Yuri. So what's going to happen? We're going to watch him get to the point where he can fight Yuri, and they're going to fight. We didn't know who was going to win that fight. Nope. But we knew that they were going to fight. Yeah. So like the 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 whole first half. Of the show is him is leading up to Megalonia. Yes. So it's all the all the drama included, including like getting a citizenship. Uh, because he has no gear, that becomes his his fortitude. That becomes his like his identity. People start calling him Gearless Joe. Yeah. yeah. And then he fights up the ranks to eventually like get there. Two fifty seven or something like that. Wait, like, yeah. he, had to, he had to clear his name he first all the way because to of one of the things he dived in the guy with the cheating gear. He because he dove the first fight. He had to clear his name. Like you know, that was a fluke. Well, otherwise no, he wouldn't no, have gotten no, 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 from no, 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 like the, 257 all like, the way up the shark there. dude to like Uragaki and him. Well, like, he's, wanting he started to kill Nambu's like poster child. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Uragaki was an, an amazing story progression for everyone involved uh, in it. I, I, I really want to talk about that, but I don't want to talk about that right now. Irigaki's <laughs> <laughs> oh, character turns around in the end? No, just, no, just the whole, Just the whole arc, like, arc, in quotations. The three you mean, episodes? You mean, when yeah. I thought, when, you mean when I thought I was watching a, the wrong a show? A completely different show, yeah. Okay. I had to, but, I had uh, to go back in Verve and make sure I clicked Megalobox. But yeah, the whole first part is him uh, climbing through the, through those ranks. like Because the Megalonia was only going to accept the top four boxers. And they did it slowly. Like, uh, Obviously, their poster boy was first. And then... Uh, well, they seemed to be pulling the top boxer at a point each time. So yeah. like they had a cutoff point and whoever's the top boxer at this point, they are um, coming to Megalonia. So it was like, okay... Every every like three months, I think was the gap. They were gonna pick a new person to come to Megalonia, and then by the end of that, they would have their four fighters. So Joe was coming in when they only had two fighters, and did they have no. Luke also? They, I, they they had Iglesias and Bur Burroughs confirmed. Okay, and it was um the Mikio. It was Mikio that they didn't have confirmed at that point. Okay, gotcha. so it was. They they were working to get the fourth one, so everybody had to fight through the ranks. Yep. And he started at the bottom with only like five, uh, with only like I think it was three months to get to a point where he's in contention. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point. And that's the whole thing is we don't see all the fights he does. We see no. his initial fight with uh, the shark dude. And then we see his fight with Aragaki, which gets him a lot of no notoriety because he was like. Because Aragaki was uh, number sixteen, and he was like number fifty at that point. Yeah, he was like 50. yeah, he was he's, real low. So at that, so him beating Aragaki put him into the running because he was now he had now beaten somebody so high up that he was getting a lot of wide scale notice because a he's fighting without a gear, which nobody else is doing. B he's uh, he beat somebody that was hot, head and tails above him. Yeah, like he was expected to contend for that fourth slot. Yeah. 
And so now that and so now he's so now uh, Joe kind of takes over his spot. And there's this big like, who's gonna get it? Who's gonna get it? And then uh, because Mikio is going, I am the best, uh, or I will make sure to prove to everybody that I deserve this spot. He challenges Joe, and then he blackmails Joe into not fighting him. So there's something I really want to talk about. Oh, okay. Where um, there's certain points in the show where the boxing will be put on a huge break because real life has to catch up to it real quick. Well, so, mean, like, there's the whole Aragaki fight and yeah. dealing with, like, the Nambu fallout with um, him returning home from the war and Nambu not being there for him. There's the Mikio and Yukiko fallout, right? And yeah. the whole, like, backdrop behind that with the citizenship being exposed or him knowing that the citizenship is a fluke well and this is a similar thing that happens in uh, all boxing anime and manga as i have uh i have not caught up on ipo but i have watched and read a lot of ipo to know that ipo does not always uh, take time in the ring it is we're gonna spend this amount of time out of the ring building up to when we go into the ring then we're in the ring then we're gonna go out of the ring and do this big stretch of time yeah. again it's like the ring just uh plays as like a world piece yeah, the ring and is like a, a reason. Like, it's not a reason for development, but it helps like develop the thing, I, the, the story. I say it's a point of conflict. The, it it, is the sure. ring is where most conflict occurs. That that is spawned from outside the ring. It's 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 the important. It's the linchpin of the show because yeah, the who, the, who, the 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 world wouldn't work if the ring wasn't there, and the ring wouldn't work if the world wasn't animated. Yeah. The two have to coexist. Otherwise, you have either it's a boxing show about nothing but boxing, which then you have what Haikyuu, or it's a show that just builds the world and they throw the fights in peppered everywhere, and then you've you've got like Bleach, like that, but, those are horrible things to compare. Don't. But do I that. like that they they found a good balance, right? So like the world building was amazing. The world building, like you got just enough snippets and like full-fledged details that you wanted to get back to the ring fights and then they brought you back to the ring fights and then you got enough of the action then then like they would like throw some bit of information and then we would expand upon it and then we would get back into a ring fight and it it, it is weird because this is one of the first sports anime that i've ever watched where the there's not a thing doing with the sport every episode so I've watched uh, All Out, I've watched Kuroko no Basket, I've watched a little bit of Haikyuu, not a lot, and almost every single one of those, they go, uh, this episode we're going to do, we're going to still do something related to our sport, even though the sport is not, or even though it's not like a game that we have to play, like Kuroko no Basket, oh, we're going to have this time thing, and then we're going to go, hey, we're now going to show off uh, this character and have him stomp you in basketball real quick when it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, like, another thing, too, is that they'll, like, put the match on the brakes. Like, they'll be Uh fucking, I mean, like, they'll, like, burn tires out to bring real life back to the forefront, right? Yeah. So, like... There'll be a match between Gearless Joe and Mikio that's about to happen, and you're ready to go, and everything's gearing up, and then real life just like smacks Joe in the face, and you're like, "Hey, it's not just about boxing. You gotta play the politics too. 
And then there's like a whole like two episode fallout of like Nambu doing politics and gear and like Joe mm-hmm. doing politics. And then there's like the whole like Aragaki thing too, where like the whole fight leading up to that was literally just Joe going to talk to Aragaki about what happens between him and Nambu. And during the entire fight, the whole Nambu Aragaki thing was expanded. And like all this good stuff. What I also like is that in the fights, like Nanbu is consistent, is constantly still providing tips to Joe. Like, j- like these aren't like you see the interaction between coach and fighter. Like Nanbu is telling him like you need to like balance, you need to switch it up, you need to like do this and that. Like it, it still gives you like the technical like the feel of like watching a fight. And it wasn't just it wasn't overdone either. And it wasn't just him going go left, go right, go left, yeah. go right. And at certain points, like Nanbu was like yelling at Joe like. The fu- like, what are you doing? <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah, but and that, that was a weird thing because Joe's team was the only one that seemed to have people constantly yelling at him for that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. everybody else seemed to have, like... I mean, Joe's a classically trained boxer. Like, that's his whole thing is that, like, he has a classic boxing team. Everybody else has, like, people behind computers, like, real steel style. Yeah. Like... No, you're right. (laughs) One of the things that I like about the show and why I continue to watch it is that it felt like there was, there was always something on the line. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Sure. 100%. Like you look at it from an outside mirror and you're like, it's basically Joe proving himself who he is, where he came from. And you're like, man, if it happens to him, cool. If it doesn't, it's like, well, it's not going to stop the world from continuing. Joe's world. But you root for the underdog the whole time. Also, like there was like major like pot relevance to like Joe having to do well. Like obviously, like Nambu, like their lives were on the line if they lost. But Joe didn't never saw it that way. Joe just wanted to get to the top to beat to fight Yuri. Joe's line like, was that never was... on the line. It was only Nambu's line that was on the oh, was it on really? the line. Literally, they the only person that had to make the deal of we're killing you and taking your organs if you don't win was Nambu because they're like. Joe will keep we'll keep Joe and we'll keep having him fight for us because we can still make money off of him. Uh. But Nambu, you don't have to be here. Yeah, it's I true. mean, like another thing too is that Joe's a really good anchor. Like, oh yeah, I keep going back to this fight, but with the whole Aragaki Joe fight, was you were rooting for both of them. You were ready for them both to go at it, and you're like excited when both of them threw punches at each other. Like there wasn't. A wrong answer in that fight. It was also like watching the Gary fight. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> I'm going to throw out my argument that I actually didn't want or I didn't like Aragaki, so I did not. I don't agree with that. Where I was never rooting for Aragaki, I was always rooting for Joe. I can see that. Um, I get. I I, I was actually kind of like not enjoying the flashback scenes with Aragaki as much as like you were, obviously. Um. <laughs> I thought I like I got his character almost immediately, so it was like I don't need you to keep explaining it to me. I'm I'm just gonna keep gushing. I know you are. <laughs> um, I like, but I did like the aspect of the care of the character that kind of is on his or like how he doesn't have how he doesn't have his legs, but he's still boxing with the uh, prosthetic legs and everything. And that was actually what was more interesting for me. But I didn't. I didn't really need him 
in the fight, and I wasn't like going, "Oh man, Aragaki might win this." And then, uh, like, I was I like, mean, the was- only threat of Aragaki winning was Joe having to deal with Aragaki winning. I was like, that's not gonna happen. We well, yeah, the- we all know he Joe's fighting Yuri at the end. Yeah, like that was going to happen. It was just one of those like. It's one of those like where you root for the villain, even though you know the villain can't win. Does that make sense? No. I mean, so I just wa- I just watched an anime recently where I couldn't decide if I was rooting for the villain because I kind of was, but I didn't want to, and it's a, it's Fate Apocrypha. Like, oh, okay, okay like one hundred percent. I was like <laughs> okay. when I was watching Fate Apocrypha, I was just like, oh man, Shiro's actually got a good like point and everything he's saying is right and i like all the characters i can't choose a person that i want to win but i had but i knew i had i knew who was going to win at the end i think what i like most about the aragaki like story it wasn't so much like yeah we got a lot of like back information for aragaki but we also got a lot of back information for nambu and like how he like how he is as a person like training fighters and then like for joe it might not like the overalls were still the same. He still trained Joe the same, the same, but you saw more of a like a commitment to training Joe. Like you saw more of a commitment for him to want to make sure that Joe did well. He did a little bit more than he did for Aragaki, and Aragaki is supposed to be like his star pupil back in his day. You yeah. saw that he cared more about Joe and wanted to put more effort into Joe's training. I mean, like. Aragaki also threw Nambu onto his path, right? Because he yeah. thought Aragaki died. Mm-hmm. He thought he thought he like, oh, was yeah. KIA, so he was he just went into this like death spiral of like drinking and and and, and, and gambling. And, and, yeah, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we've been kind of like not touching this yet, but let's talk about Megalonia. Okay. The whole boxing. So are, is this thing going is to include the Mikio fight or not? Do you want to? Well, I, like, mean, I mean, we yeah, haven't talked I mean, about the Mikio yeah, fight. Let's, let's talk about it. It, okay. it has to. Like the so the start of the Mikio fight is Mikio blackmails Joe, saying, "We know your ID's fake," and Joe kind of caves to it because which which turns out it was just a bluff that there was no actual way to prove it without having the ID. Um. Because eventually it came down to those two, and they're like, "Well, they're gonna they're gonna have him fight for it." Yeah. Uh. So Mikio then go gets gets the win because Joe doesn't show up, and Mikio is going into Megalonia, but then Joe shows up because he was explained there was no way that they, they, they it was a bluff, yeah. and Joe comes up and is like, "No, I'm now challenging you to fight me in the ring fair and square i know you're i call you i call you on your bluff now because yeah, yukiko said a fighter doesn't get into megalonia through default yep like, and, and so she split the she split the uh ticket to get in and it's like you two are the actual first fight of megalonia letting us have him fight mikio so um I like the Mikio fight a lot more than any other fight, even though I keep calling him a dirty cheater because his gear I mean, is he was. cheating. Because what he was doing is he was, his gear was vastly different from the others. He spent a lot of time in developing an AI that analyzes the other gear and predicts where it's going so that he can avoid and then the, the gear itself makes the counterattack. But, uh, but this is also what gives Megalo, Megalobox its one different thing from any other boxing anime where this is legal because they're all fighting with mechanical prosthetics 
and they're all kind of scientists show they're all science teams showing what is the better mo- motion and then they explain why they didn't go with his design because his design has a fatal flaw where it has to sync up with the person so even if it can predict and everything if the person is not synced with it it is just as useless as not having a gear and the only person that was able to actually sync with it was Mikio because he was the one that was constantly working on it. They couldn't mass produce it, and that was the reason why they went with uh, Yukiko's and Yuri and Yuri's instead of hers or instead of his. But oh, yeah. Yukiko, he Yukiko and um, Mikio are brother and sister, by the way. Just so you know. But he um, he fight. He still wants to prove that his is superior to his sister's. By having it um, go to Megalonia and beat his sisters, so he. But but it and that's one of the reasons why I like this one because for me I like more of the world building aspect of doing the showing us a thing that nobody else was showing. We had everybody else just looked like we're boxers with these things on our arms that make our punches stronger, and we finally find one that's like, I'm a guy who built an AI that is technically fighting you but it requires me to also be in top physical shape and and synchronicity with it yeah it was a very different take on what everyone else was doing which was which was very refreshing actually and And i like his character is like he's a lancer to yuri right like he's completely jealous of his whole like Sherado sponsorship and like his gear being bound to him and everything like that like his whole character arc was that right like his side plot yeah he was jealous yeah he, no, was, no, he, he wasn't jealous of Yuri he, he was want, jealous of his sister he was jealous of his sister because who his sister got, controls the company who got control of the company because they chose her design over his that's all it was he didn't care he's not he's not jealous of Yuri Yuri's just the face. Yuri is the face of the gear. He he was jealous of the gear. And he was jealous that the gear was picked over his gear because his gear is more is a sentient being well, to I mean, him. Like there's numerous instances where Yuri's like, Did the gear do that or did you? And he goes, The gear did that. And then by the end of it, like the end of the fight, he goes, I did that. Not the gear. And then, like... Well, and but that's the thing is, that's why... Because he started to synchronize with the gear more, so it became not just the gear predicting the movements, but him also moving with the movements and him starting to predict with the gear. Like, that's the whole point is, t- for the gear to work at full pr- full capacity, you have to be synchronized with it. And that was why it was like, I we you nobody's ever hit 80 or 90, because when you hit 80 or 90, it starts to actually affect you. Yeah, and, you have to take, and, like- Cause, or yeah, like that, and, right? and it causes uh, and it's causing problems, and it can cause mental instability, which is why they didn't go with his with his design, even though his design is technically superior because it can predict anything. But you need a specific person to uh, be tailor made for each one. I think taking punches to the head would cause anyone to have mental disabilities. True, scientifically proven. I. I Stop <laughs> hinting at things from Ashta Nojo, please. It's in the beans, baby. <laughs> I've been trying not to talk about Ashta Nojo this entire time, and you bring. I up didn't Ashton. say it. Th- no, you were the one who said anything. I was just making a point. You were the one who said brain damage. I, mean, I said brain damage. You said Ashta Nojo. I didn't. You started that. You could have said nothing you. and just I mean, looked I'm at me. I hate you. Also, don't walk into the magic cylinder if you don't have counter magic trap. 
What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, sure I, somebody got that reference. <laughs> Mirror Force is the bluff. Okay. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, um, now, what was the first thing you said? About? The, 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 ma- the counter magic trap. What, oh, what is, what, there's where, a where, where don't walk into the magic cylinder <laughs> unless you have counter magic trap. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's a pendulum summoning. <laughs> Did you bring Yu-Gi-Oh into this? You I, mean, I believe that's what he was doing. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's walk away from this tangent before it gets too far. Dark magician girl is my waifu. Anyone else is wrong. So, so one of the, uh, uh-huh. I mean, do you guys just want to continue with Megalonia? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. still haven't actually talked about actual Megalonia. We were just talking like, about Mikio. So, I mean, I mean that comprises a very small portion of the Megalonia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the but Megalonia th- That's is what I like fights. about, that's, that's another thing. That or I like four fights. About. That's what I like about the episodes where it, it feels like you're not just watching a 30-minute episode. You're watching a story yeah, inside d- of despite, a story. Yeah, despite like being that the traditional like length, the episodes felt full. It, it left you wanting more, but it also left you satisfied. Yeah, like you, you definitely wanted to jump to the next episode, but like waiting a whole week wasn't painful. It, it gave you something to look forward to, like the yeah. gushers at the bottom of your your lunch like, snack. Yeah, a hundred percent. There have been weeks where me and Matt will come home and we'll be like, "Hey, Megalobox is on tonight." Has this just retconned to be our home now? Yeah, yeah. We are now you, in our you, home. You live here now. <laughs> this is we, home to us now. You, you guys anyway. sleep on these couches. Yes, you. we do. Okay, but. <laughs> We'll come home. We'll be here. And we'll be like, hey, Megalobox is on. And we'll watch it. And we'll watch it like like we're watching actual boxing. And we'll see like left hooks, right hooks. And we'll just like jump out of the couch and just cheer it on. Gable was there when I was watching the last episode. And when the cross counter happened, he heard me just go, yes, as loud as I could in Craig's house. And, I was, and then I just realized how that I just yelled yes to just a cross counter and he was like what happened i was like the cross counter happened you don't know that i have been waiting 13 episodes just to watch this cross counter i knew it was coming and when it finally happened i just needed to yell <laughs> it was a payoff that needed to happen i think we must have had a psychic link because i'm pretty sure i did the same thing <laughs> my brother didn't understand it because he hasn't <laughs> My brother's like, what are you getting so excited about? I'm like, you don't understand. I waited 13 episodes. So, so after after fighting him, he fought the American, right? Uh, uh, well, we had the Iglesias fight, which lasted like three, like two rounds or something, and he was here. He's like, he was ha, knocked ha, out ha, fast. Ha, 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 like, I'm round one was like them like trading blows and just being like footsies with each other, and yeah. the other one literally like Yuri went in for like left hook, was it? Yeah, yeah. And he just not it just knocks him down, and it's like up. Oh, there went Iglesias. There he goes. He's out. He's done. Yeah. But uh, we also have the so, Burroughs fight, which... Before we get oh, into yeah. this, we need to finish the Yakuza storyline. I mean, this yeah. This is where it all comes to a head. Oh, Th- This yeah. is where we actually get the reveal <laughs> that they were trying to fix Megalonia the entire time. Hey, you like fish? I you do. like allegories? Do you, you like allegory of a fish losing its eye? That's... Do you, do you like allegories of scorpions riding frogs? Because I like allegories of scorpions riding frogs. What? Uh, yeah. You what? like watching a 10-year-old rap? Because that was my favorite part. 
That uh, part was amazing, <laughs> and I didn't see it coming. To be fair, I had it spoiled by Facebook because it said Sachio dropped some sick beats, and I just watched it. And I was like, "Shit, <laughs> fuck!" Yeah. I mean, pledge five dollars on Patreon, you get my mixtape. You don't have one. Done. Yet. It's pretty fire. You have a Patreon because we haven't even tried to set one up. Robert, yet. what's the username? What's the Patreon name so we can uh, drop it in for our viewers? You two don't clap again. That spiked hard on the uh, fucking. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, please don't do that. No. <laughs> just like golf clap it, just like. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Blue Eyes Ultimate. I'm just saying. The, I literally saw Blue the one Ultimate clap and it's yeah. over where anything else is spiked. But but like. During I rap on SoundCloud. Send me money. Okay, let's finish the EQ <laughs> yeah. stuff. During Megalonia is where we see a lot of the, like the background politics really come to a head, right? So like we've got the military contract going through. That's one backstory. Oh, uh, that actually doesn't go through till the uh, end. The military contract is until the very last episode. We've I got, mean, we've got the Yakuza we, we re- reaffirming that he needs to throw the first fight. Yep. We've got the whole deal of them trying to abduct Sachio. Yep. Sachio. 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 Yeah, because not only did they threaten Nambu, they threatened the kid. Yeah. Like, they, threat- they threatened to, t- to kill a kid. Did they so- just cover the kid in butter and he just slipped out and he was like, you can't catch me? No, they gave him to the person that has a I mean, fucking I mean, guard the kid, the kid like covered himself in butter and like ran through yeah. the like, security gate and then Yuri caught him. Yeah. <laughs> You got this, him, boy. This is where you die, boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go pick flowers. No, make make this but beautiful like, arrangement. No, go go wrap some sick beats. <laughs> so like go drop some sick beats. <laughs> so like Nambu and Sachio get threatened, right? And Nambu like goes out of his way to get Sachio out. Yep. Like he goes to he goes to the Veterans Association first. He goes to um. He goes to somebody else for another time, and then he goes to Yukiko, right? Eventually, he goes to Yukiko. Yeah, eventually, eventually he goes, he to, goes to the person that has the safest house in the entire series. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, like, and Yukio like, does hey. not like Nanbu. I mean, Yukio is I mean, indifferent. They're, they're going, across, they're going like, Gearless Joe is going against the whole idea of mechaloboxing. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, also, isn't, isn't Joe mad at Nanbu at the time? I mean, I mean, he, he is. was also told to throw the fight. It was Nambu trying to get Sachio out of the ring so the Yakuza couldn't use Sachio as a chip with Joe and Nambu like begrudgingly working together. Yeah. Right? They, they wanted to make sure Sachio wasn't being threatened just, just because they wanted to... Like, he wanted to see if he could convince uh, Joe and they'd go into the fight and like the second that you see Joe wearing the earpiece because... Joe has fought the entire time out when he yet wasn't fi- fi- fix- finding fixed fights without that earpiece. And as soon as I saw the earpiece, I was like, shit. Yeah. I mean, he wore the earpiece and he wore gear. Yep. I mean, the, he, he wore he wore the shoddy gear. He wore the he, shoddy gear so he wasn't really wearing gear. Yeah, he, looked, <laughs> he looked exactly as he did in, in the beginning of the series when he was throwing fights. Yeah. And... They and they're having the fight and everything, and then uh, Nambu finally comes to the realization: No, no, we need to let this happen. Yeah, because they weren't gonna let them go. And then he punches a dude that needed to get punched really badly. Yeah, because Nambu gives the okay for him to just go with it. Yeah, 
and then, beat him, just win. And then he punches the, the not not the badass Yakuza dude, the guy who looks like a sniveling coward. And then he did something I didn't expect. I mean, he carves out his eye? He carves out his own eye. Yeah. He denies him the... He the right to see Joe himself. fight you. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he knew that that was the only way to um leave with his life. Yeah, well, other than killing himself, that was the only way to appease the Yakuza boss. Was I still need to be a part of this? So I'm going to do this because you because this was the first thing that you said is give me your other eye and I will let you do this. And then he tried to present him with the or then he presented then him present with, with the megalob with the rigging megalobox instead. Yep. But now it was I mean, down to did he did yeah. he offer the ultimatum? I thought yes. it was just I thought it, it was just the, not doing the it. episode two was the ult, no episode two the ultimatum was give me your other eye or and, and, still I'll, in do, and I'll do this or give me a reason why you uh why why I should help you and then Nambu had Joe leave the room and Nambu made the whole we're gonna rig megalobot the meg, megalomania megalonia. I almost called it Megalomania for some reason. Like WrestleMania? Yeah, like WrestleMania. Kurt Angle in the mix. I will 100% watch a sequel to this series where it's WWE fighting with the exoskeletons. Oh, man. No. No, I like the Justice Boxing. I mean, I mean, I, I, that was a joke. I, <laughs> I have Macho Man World Randy Savage come back come from the grave and throw out Math Facts. Now. What? What? I didn't say anything. <laughs> um. So also, like, the, what I like the most about this scene is like what happens a little bit after, where, um, you know, uh, Sachio comes running in and it's like, you know, like, oh, Joe, don't be, don't don't lay down, and like the guards are about to grab Sachio, and who comes out of the corner? It's Yo Yuri, man. and Yuri. He, he gives him the look, and he's the like, don't touch unit, him. The absolute unit, Yuri, literally walks on as a brick wall between the security guards and is like, hey, is that all, Joe? He doesn't even acknowledge the kid. He no. talks to Joe because Joe's, like, dying on the mat. He's like, Joe, like, get and up. Then, and then you hear the Nambu yell of, get up, and then Joe gets up, drops the gear off, and gets into the fight and knocks the Barreros out. And, and like, the conviction that Nanbu has where it's like, sure, you're not happy with me giving up my eye. I'll give up my heart. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd give... Just to I'd see you go on to fight Yuri. To see Joe, go, like, fight Yuri. Like, yeah. Joe needs to have this fight. And, like, the whole... The best part about this scene is that Fujimaki is a total, like... I guess deterministic would be, like, the word. Where, like, he doesn't feel like a person can change. Like, he thinks Nambu will always be the scheming, gambling... That's the drunk. Yakuza head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fujimaki, yeah. Fujimaki. But, the, but that scene alone shows how much Nambu has changed. Because, like, he thinks a stray dog will always be a stray dog. He doesn't think he doesn't think Joe or Junk Dog can make it to Megalania. He doesn't think he can get past Megalania. Like, I realize I just pronounced that in two different ways in the same Megalania. It's Megalania. <laughs> I mean, it, it is it is a weird word to say. Megalomania. Megalonia. Megalonia. Megalania. Are we going to cucumber humble batch this? Benedice Cumble Match. For the longest time, I thought, as, I thought it was Megalovania, but that's a song from Undertale. At least it's not as bad as the fact that Henry still has to have me spell Dongan Rampa for him. There's oh, no yeah, A. Every time. He, Henry, there's no A. 
It's not dangin. It's dangin. It, it, it's not dangin rampa. Whatever. Whatever. It's not rampa. But, but like, uh, the point I'm trying to get at is: is Fujimaki right? Like, can a person change? And is this out of Nambu? Like, character-wise, well, like, do you think he could? Do you think he's still the scorpion that he is? Do you think like? Well, I mean, there's also the point that he doesn't actually think that Joe is a fighter. He always thinks Joe is just go- a, f- a person to fix fights. But that's because he doesn't believe that anybody's a true boxer anymore because of the f- because of the gear. Like he's built like he probably used to box. Oh yeah, definitely. But because of the gear, he's like nobody's a true boxer anymore because everybody's using this tech. It's it's, it's if the NBA, not the NBA, I'm sorry. If the um MLB allows steroids to be used for all players then you just basically have roided men hitting balls right so it it gets to a point where it stagnates the whole field and it's like man are we even watching the same thing yeah didn't like nambu literally sting himself like he's a scorpion that stung himself to make sure the joke got there like he's still a scorpion technically well, this time it wasn't him using Joe to get across the water. I think him uh, sacrificing his eye was more of he is shedding out of being a scorpion into being an actual coach, like actual boxing coach. Because Be- now, now he feels Joe fighting instead of watching him. Yeah, where he can know what Joe's doing just by how he's moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he 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 become. I'm now pulling another reference from Ashino Joe because I can't stop it. He now becomes actual Donpei from uh, Ashino Joe, where Donpei was just a coach. And the entire time, uh, I can't remember his name because I always call him Donpei. Uh, what, what, the, I don't know why you're looking the, at me. I don't, the guy I don't with know. the eye patch. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. No, the actual remember. guy from the with the eye patch in Mega Dude, Box. Nambu was referencing. Nambu, yeah, no, no. I'm saying Donpei is the name of the person from Ashino Joe. I couldn't remember Nambu's name because I always called him Donpei. Oh. His, his name is Nambu. Okay, because I could only think of his Donpei because his character design is the exact same as Donpei. So is his voice actor. His voice actor is Donpei's. Like, so he becomes Donpei at the very uh, after he loses his eye. Because that's him choosing to, instead of being a gambler and all this stuff, go back to become, being a good coach. Like Dompei does in Ashtono Joe because Joe inspires him to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But. Now, and also, can I just say that the creator of the show, he made Joe... I'm pretty sure he made Joe a fleshed out character before anyone else, even from episode one. Joe is the one character... Who didn't have to change because he said who he was from the get go? Yeah, I mean, like he, he was the he most realist person. person, though, right? Because like he went from like this cocky, bratty kid that fixed fights for a living well, to that's, somebody that's, that was that's, ready to go. Yeah, like, that's artificial growing up. Well, I mean, like I mean, that's just that's just experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the I, whole I think plot, once though, once he finally gets a taste of. Because yeah, like because like, like whole time, you know, I could probably be the best. And then once he gets a rival in Yuri, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna like, do no, this. I am the best. I, I like actually, he started to actually like he started like putting his talent forward and applying it, which is obviously a big change for for anyone. I mean, but I feel I feel like I actually agree with Rob here that I don't think I don't think 
Joe actually changes the entire series. No, Joe's character, like his his core character, doesn't change at all. Yeah, like he's a vehicle for the other characters. I, I think how it is is every character grows around Joe. Even yes. if it's negative or positive, they all grow around Joe. Joe is the thing he's got the, that changes their life. He's got Joe, the cult of personality. Joe is similar to All Might in uh, Hiroaka, where yeah. the where everybody's built around Joe, and so everybody has their own viewpoint of Joe, and they are written around Joe. But Joe does not change. It is the situations around Joe that keep changing and have the characters change how they look at Joe. Yeah. Like, the dynamic between Joe and Yuri, it's not a friend one, and it's not a foe one. It's an actual rival, mm-hmm. which yeah. is something you don't generally tend to get, where you're like, oh, man, you're my best friend, but you're also my rival in getting these eight gym badges. Yeah, no. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you never get the suck, Matt. But, um... You, you, were, you, were, you were Starscream to Craig, and now you're Gary to Henry. <laughs> Apparently, How does it Henry's Gary. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I mean, um, like, I'm I'm Starscream and Gary now. What what other <laughs> what other antagonists do I get? But the the dynamic between the two it feels more real than any other rivalry in an anime I've ever watched. I mean, like, they egg each other on and they like shit talk each other too, right? Yeah, like, but but you see it going up to the last fight. So like, in between the Luke Bros fight and then the Yuri uh, Yuri fight, Yuri actually goes through the process of shedding his uh. His, his gear, his gear. gear, because it turns out his gear is grafted into his body, mm-hmm. which was the ultimate development that uh, they were working through. So Shirado, this was process. their, this was Yukio's love child. Like this is what she yeah. wanted to mass produce. No longer just like something that you wear; like it becomes a part of you, and, and it becomes a part of your life. And it was, uh, and it was a threat, and it was threatening his health to take it out, which yeah. is why it was like, hey, maybe you shouldn't take it out. But he's he's like, but no, he- I want to box Joe fair. Yeah, he wanted to fight Joe on an an even floor, basically. He yeah. didn't he didn't want to like ha- go through a fight, and if he won, he didn't want that gear to be the reason he won. He wanted to just actually be better than Joe. Yeah, which is which is the normal rivalry. So like, you know, good rivalries, not bad rivalries, like uh, Naruto Sasuke. Are come back to the village, Sasuke Kun. I'm from the hillbilly clan. <laughs> are, Sasuke. Uh, so, but good, good rivalries are they? They're kind of friends, but they're also kind of enemies. And it's a hard line to decipher. It's because uh, a lot of in Japanese, the word for rival can also be written as the word for friends, mm-hmm. which is one of the which is an actual. Uh, Line from I forget which one I which one I read that they say that a lot. Interesting. If you look at rivalries, it's usually like, oh man, I look up to you as a person, and it's like, wow, neat. Joe and Yuri look up at each other. Well, yeah, they're like, like looking up to the same well, it ceiling. Was, it was first Joe try, looking up at Yuri, trying to get to where Yuri was, and then Yuri finally realizing that Joe had surpassed him because Joe was. Now, the real deal. He Joe was, was the, real, the deal. real deal, and he realized <laughs> that he started looking up to Joe and realizing he needed to get onto Joe's level, which meant shedding the gear. Because he was talking to, what was it, Mikio, and he was like, have you ever looked at someone and felt this burning jealousy to be on the same level as somebody else? Like The man behind the drive through window. The man behind the <laughs> No, I've been that man. You do not want to be the man behind the drive-thru window. 
I'm lucky to not have not been the man behind the drive-through window. It's not a pleasant time. Oh, I <laughs> let me tell I, you. I I gather from the people that live around us and the McDonald's half dollars thrown at you. On the sign that you have to read off of, did it say in parentheses "suggest what's getting cold"? What? What, what does oh that mean? Boy, <laughs> suggest what's getting cold. What does that they mean? have things underneath the hot box, and it's like, cool. We got to get rid of these quickly. Cool. Uh, these are starting to cool down. Let's sell. That's awful. Let's okay. sell them. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is disgusting. I. I. Uh, so back to putting. Got that. Yeah. Uh, back to uh. <laughs> The, the rivalry bit, um, I mean, I can say as much as I want to about the rivalry till I'm blue in the face. Yeah. As blue as my microphone cozy. I mean, I'm not, I'm <laughs> I mean, not going to stop that. you. you don't nobody knows what the code of your microphone cozy is. I mean, I always give Henry it, the orange one because I know that's his favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> it's also his favorite flavor. Ooh. Of what? Of anything. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, internet. <laughs> Uh, that was a controversial <laughs> statement because Robert is currently dying on the couch. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a retort, but all I can think of is is putting ketchup on pizza. Stop that. Guns are being pointed across Stop the table. <laughs> we'll, we'll save there's it for... Uh, I, mean, so, I mean, there is a table. We'll save it for round two. Nobody's round two? behind said table, round but there is a table. Because we're not dead yet, folks. Not dead yet. Nope. That was a sweet, sweet little thing, though. The little, like, not dead yet in, like, the whole graffiti at the end of each episode. Yeah. Just, like, Rob, do we, do we tell them why it kept saying not dead I, yet? I understand why it kept saying that, Matt, because you spoiled it. How did you, you spoil it? I mean, watch, watch Mojo, Matt. Watch Mojo spoiled it for one of them. Oh. Watch, but <laughs> not the other. The surprising thing is it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't actually Henry. <laughs> But I can tell you them. You just name drop them. Now you owe them $5 in all of your royalties. I mean, you guys have mentioned Verve like five times now. I'm going well, to have to That doesn't all matter that because. No, it's a streaming site. I mean, it's fine. Watch Mode. It's not going to. They're not going to care. We're not making any money off of this yet. You're right. As long no, as once we start making money, we don't talk about them. <laughs> Watch Mojo if you need wait, a poster boy no, for your. We're, uh, we're done talking about. Wait a minute. This? Wait a minute. <laughs> wait no, a minute. nobody's we're, getting paid for this yet. Because we, some, me and Gabe are forming a union now. <laughs> we haven't. We even, demand to get paid. Okay, Henry. <laughs> well, when we demand to get paid, are we going to actually set up this Patreon we keep talking about? Yes, yes. we should. I'll get okay. the stick with the electromagnetic strip attached to the end of it and start beating them. Wow. Hold on, let me go get it. <laughs> Sounds painful. <laughs> no, Dad, please. <laughs> you guys signed this contract. You signed the contract. I didn't sign anything. I, my name isn't on anything. I have three Even people's my name house. on things. Even though it's my home, <laughs> it's not my house. All right. You, you won't be able to prove it. I left them in Watts' room. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the ED, folks. ED's great. I mean, there's not a lot. There's not a lot I can say. I, I just I enjoyed the closing statement. Oh. Matt, I'm, let's wrap this all up. I mean, do we wrap it up in a fine present with a bow on top? Can well, not real- be a bow because like you need a scissor with the ribbons to make it like curly. And I like, learned how to do make that. It curly because it looks beautiful. It just needs so, to fold. So, so here's it looks like a ribbon. No. So here's the real question. And we step over Matt again. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. The real question is: Are we putting this on our ranking list? I don't um, think we need to. I don't think we will because of how impromptu like this and then our next episode is going to be. Do we want to say which one we think is better than the other on that next episode then? 
Um, oh, okay. Hold I mean, on, hold on. So we're running... The other episode we're going to reference is we're going to also talk about Darling and the Franks. So are we wanting to talk about what we think of Darling and the Franks now? Or we no, wanting- no, no, no. I'm saying, like, at the end of Darling and the Franks, do we want to do a comparison of which do we think is the better of the two in this for this season? season? Just for... just. Yeah. Okay. In, as it, as a series in general, as an which of these two do, would we say is better than the other, or do we want to just because I, I like if we were to put this in the list, we'd probably put it at number one. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and if, I'd agree. And if this was not in the list, and like I've only been here for one episode, and I can already agree. I mean, <laughs> you haven't watched. I mean, Trinity to be Blood fair, yet. like Trinity Blood is Pretty actually good. really good. Um, I it, it. I really need to see it. I guess. Uh. Uh, Tamako Market, I am going to argue, is not as good as uh, something, but we, but we have state, but I was outvoted because we sure were, were. Only three. I mean, it was like one and a half to one and a half because yeah. I'm kind of indifferent to it. I thought it was annoying, especially the ending. Ending. I mean, the ending was annoying. <laughs> the ending. I mean, was oh, but it oh, had God. the we'll best play, character. We'll, ever we'll made. play it for you, Gable. We'll play it. It for had you. the best character ever made, though. Um. But no, with within regards to Darling being the next one, these are more impromptu things, and we'll have these in the future. They're not going to be part of the ranking system yet because, I mean, they're just their own golden thing. They yeah. haven't they haven't stewed in their own juices. Yeah, like, I, I think this like think, the other ones have. I think what these are these are just ones that we've been watching seasonally that we're just like, hey, I really like this one, and we all have watched, and this is and this Something is stuff that we all, all watch. So we should talk throughout about the it. entire series season, and it's just like I might we might just do this every at the end of every season, just instead of doing an episode for twenty six or a twenty six an episode uh, or under episode where we do our random one, we go instead of doing that. We're going to do this episode where we talk about this anime that we and all I, watch. I like that. So how about so this like, is instead twenty six and under. And then, like in parentheses or in quotation marks, um, the the end of season, like a seasonal ed, Se- seasonal season like, wrap up. Se- season I wouldn't wrap say wrap up. up. It's just like a seasonal ed. Uh, I mean, like this is just the well, because se- because we could do an entire season of anime. We would just need to watch I mean, all of the episodes yeah. as they come out. I mean, oh. <laughs> I'm going to say right now, <laughs> you guys, That's a uh, you question, are Robert. You, you are ready for this. I know you are because you do. You are watching probably. Half the shows I am specific has mm, I can't wait. Mm. Um, I definitely know Henry is only watching like one or two seasonals right now because we're still catching him up on Overlord. Um, and Gable, I don't think he's watching anything besides the normals, so he's watching Overlord, he's watching uh, he's watching Cells at Work, and then he's watching My Hero. Is there anything else that you're watching seasonally right now? Probably not. So, like, I'm the only one that's... And I'm still waiting for I mean, the seasonals Matt, to... you put words in my mouth, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I might be watching something you don't know about. Okay, Tomorrow, Gable, we'll are you watching know. any other seasonals besides the three I just mentioned? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, am I correct in saying that you are watching those three seasonals and that is it? Until I show you a seasonal that is really cool. I plead the fifth. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. I mean, right now I'm currently rewatching um the end of Cory in the House. So like it's it's You Gynax- take your memes and leave. I mean <laughs> It's Gynax's cinematography at work. It's the best. We'll talk about that on another episode. So Muggle Box, 
definitely worth uh, recommending to people. Yes, yes. 100%. I, I would one hundred percent recommend Mega. But I wouldn't say watch it all at one time. Oh no, I would. I wouldn't. I feel I, I th- watch, this is how I feel about I'd anime watch. in general. Don't watch everything at one time. Give yourself a minute or two to digest. As, what as, you just as watched. a group of people that watch entire animes in a week, um, don't do what we so, do. Confirm, don't do what we do. <laughs> so, I actually disagree with this because this this and um, actually, I could never watch Devilman Crybaby one episode of, per week. I could not. I am so glad it is on Netflix binge watchable. I think I could watch it in chunks. I don't think I could watch it in Like this is the thing about seasonal animes in general is that they're like these fine little tiny tasty cakes that you find at the gas station and they only have one of every week. So you know, you have to save your dollar ninety five plus tax. And if you have applicable tax in your state. I don't know what fucking honey cakes you're eating. <laughs> I said tasty cakes. I said tasty I mean, cakes, sir. Sound, that sounds pretty normal for, like, gas station sweets. Where I, do you think I used to work? <laughs> I, but anyway, um, if you enjoy them all at one time, you're just going to get overloaded. And you're like, cool, now I'm bloated and I can't really watch anything else right now. Why not watch, like, one or two episodes, take an hour, and then it's like, cool. I'm going to go reflect on something at my koi pond with my... Uh, so, or you interrupting me? person like I me. I, I have a suggestion. Because I was I mean, going on a tangent. Please interrupt me. <laughs> I was like, so, I'm so, trying to interrupt so my, uh, my suggestion is watch up until Joe gets to Megalania and watch Megalania all in one sitting. So watch the whole build up all in one sitting and then like wait a day, maybe two. And then watch Megalania all in one sitting. Just because it, like, it like watches like goes up to like episode nine, right? Nine, ten, because it ends in thirteen. Um, so I, think so I think there are certain animes that are definitely weekly shows, like Pop Team Ooh, Epic, really Daily cool. Daily uh, Daily Life of High School Boys. Oh, that's what that show's called. I forgot. What Daily Life of High School Boys? It okay. left my memory, and I didn't have to think I of it. You. Now I do. You're like I said, it was very contentious. Um. Wow. But. Like those those kinds of things, you can watch. You don't have to binge them. In fact, that's kind of one of the reasons why these two uh, put it lower than Tamako Mark is because we did binge them. Um, I I'm a weirdo where I will I, I just caught up on Fate like all of it. I, I guess this is just where my stupid brain comes in because it's like if I'm watching a slice of life and I I know something's going to happen because I've watched a lot of slice of life. I've watched so much Slice of Life, I've created an entire pie. <laughs> and that's a lot of slices. You've created multiple that is a lot pies. Of pie. <laughs> I mean, this pie is like... Way too much pie. Way too much pie. Way too much pie. And like, I now know where things are like, man, cool. It's... it's Oh, it's... it's you know something bad's going to happen, and then you put it off, and you put it off, and you put it off, and you don't want to watch it anymore? And that's how I feel about rewatching certain things. Like, uh... Rewatching, um, like why I don't finish Fuka. That that's fine. That's fine. But I'm talking more like like a Bridge to Starry Sky. I I was watching it at a younger age, and like I enjoyed everything about it. And I still kind of enjoy. It's a guilty. It's a guilty thing because I played the VN. You guys haven't. So it's it's a guilty thing. It's like school days. It's a guilty thing. But, but I mean, my guilty pleasure is not one that I'm ashamed of. Unlike you. We all have skeletons in our closet, man. My guilty pleasure is killing bites. We're not going to talk about that on the show, by the way. 
This is a this is a Christian. <laughs> you are a liar. This is a this is a wholesome family, wholesome family anime podcast. or high school DXD. Do you want me to talk about that We're one? Not gonna too? talk about that. <laughs> Boobs don't work in that show. Boobs don't work. So so wrapping up the show. Okay. Right. Getting off the tangent. That getting off, off the tangent of the tangents. Yeah. I'm pretty sure all of us can 100 percent agree on this right yeah like you should. on a yeah. scale of one to ten i give it three golden bananas out of a hideo kajima I, I, i'd say it's <laughs> that is very big very big uh what's the word skin <laughs> like scale <laughs> i would regulars say... of our show are very familiar with rob's grading rubric but what is this grading rubric that Robert has on the show? I'll explain it to you later. Oh. It's very complicated. It requires calculus. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not saying all chimichangas are created equal, but like if you get three out of five chimichangas, that's the same as one out of five taquitos. Like, yeah. But this show is very high. conversion rate doesn't work. <laughs> no, it, it, no, like I said, I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> but this show is very highly recommended from all of us here. Yep. I'd say it's one of the best of the season. I would say... Oh, agreed. Like, I'm not going to go that far. I don't like opinions that say best and worst, except for Sue. It was I'd one of my... One I, of I don't like best and worst. The seasons, Robert. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like throwing best and worst. It was definitely one of the more enjoyable shows that I watched this season. I will say it's enjoyable, yes, but I will not go throwing around best and worst. I don't do that. Everyone likes their own... Yeah. Okay. Everyone I mean, likes their own. This, it's really hard for me to say that was the best one of the season because not all. Oh, like there was a lot. This was a really good. This was a packed season. season. Hina yeah. Matsuri, which we're not even doing an episode on, was this season. Uh, and and uh, Gun Gale Online was this yeah, season. and Gun Gale Online was this season. Which you guys made me keep calling it Gun Gale Online. It's Sword Art Online Alternative GGO. Say Sir. the whole name. I, I don't want to say S A O. Say the whole name. I don't want to say S A O A. It was G It was Gun Gale Online. It's Gun Gale Online because Henry doesn't know what Sword Art Online even is. A couple versions now because you mentioned that show on the show. All right. So you have now gotten the attention of a certain YouTuber because you have said Sword Art Online on the show. Certain YouTuber is this? Is is this? Is this redacted? Right, so, <laughs> so, so this this will wrap up our episode. Uh, airing very sh- uh, very close to this one, we're going to be talking about Darling in the Franks. Fucking die! <laughs> so we, watch this one, watch that one. Uh, we may be recording that one a little bit at, at a different time. We might be sure to guess because he'll be dead. <laughs> it's possible because but we, we we are recording this at a very late time and it is. Almost really late, and somebody wants to get home before it is. But we are definitely late. still planning on talking about a bridge to the stars, guys. Yes, it's it's we, coming. That, we have reset our be, clock effectively. Pro- Trust me, as soon as we come out with a bridge to the starry sky, Valve will come out with Half Life Episode Three. We'll just I'm put it not, on. Doo-doo, don't you dare you not put that, that juju on us. <laughs> also, Gable will be taking over editing duties from me because I cannot be trusted with editing these videos. This is stuff oh, behind thanks. the curtain that they don't care about. <laughs> so, and also, will, I'm going to be very demanding about better. things. I'm going to tell you to throw reverb where reverb doesn't belong, and you're going to do it because I pay you, monkey. But this this has been 26 and under. You were entertained by Rob, uh, Commander Star Driver Laser, <laughs> Matt. Good, go away, Rob. <laughs> Gable, <laughs> I'm their tech monkey. And Henry, catch you guys later.
You like Chef?